All righty. It's 2.04 on this July 27th, 2018. It's drop a bomb on City Council Day is what that is. Uh, Well, I know we usually talk about the national holiday. But really, didn't the premier just totally drop a bomb? I mean, just city council. There's people reeling going, wait a minute, what am I going to do? Today, just to put it in perspective, today is the deadline for getting your name in for at 2 o'clock. And right now, it would have been five minutes ago, was the deadline for getting your name into the mayoral race, the city councilor race, the uh, race for the Toronto School Board trustees. And now it's been extended. It's just such a bizarre day. And as well as that, the uh, premier is also um, talking about uh, legalizing, when they legalize marijuana, allowing it now not to be sold at the LCBO, but to be sold on the... uh, you know, in in regular stores, commercially. So this is a real about face. And I'm sure there are a lot of different motivating factors. We're going to get to Peter Tabbins from the NDP to talk to him in a matter of uh, minutes here. But I want to set it up. If you haven't heard the press conferences, let's start with uh, the Premier, Doug Ford, talking about what exactly he's going to do. We're going to streamline Toronto City Council. We're going to align Toronto with federal and provincial boundaries. Instead of 47 councillors, there'll be 25 councillors. Yeah, 25 councillors. And he also said this. These new boundaries will be effective in time for the fall election. This meaningful change will dramatically improve the decision-making process at Toronto City Hall. It will make it easier to get things done. And our estimates show that having fewer politicians at City Hall will save Toronto taxpayers $25 million. And I think that's what people are hearing today, save $25 million. That's not it. He's not just touching the uh, Toronto City Council. The Premier intends to do this. Our proposed legislation will put a pause on changes brought in by the Liberals in 2016 without any consultation to create a new layer of politicians. Elected regional chairs in York, Peel, Niagara and Muskoka. The last thing the families, businesses and municipal leaders in these regions need is another layer of politicians. Now, a lot of people are wondering if he's uh, chosen these regions for, you know, political, on a political, because of political grudges. Patrick Brown in Peel, he was going to run for that elected uh, regional chair. And now that that position will be eliminated, apparently he's throwing his his, uh, hat in the ring for running for the mayor of Peel, of uh, Brampton. That's incredible. Um, And uh, I have to wonder about Muskoka, because I know that the Fords have a cottage in Muskoka. You know, we always hear about them going to Muskoka instead of going to the the Pride Parade. So that's interesting as well. Um, Let's just hear what the mayor had to say about this. Here is uh, John Tory. What we don't need and what I just can't support is change being rammed down our throats without a single second of public consultation. And on top of that, done in the middle of the election period itself. You don't change the rules in the middle of the game. That is not right and that is not fair. That is not right and that is not fair. In fact, the mayor goes so far as saying he wants a referendum on this. And he was hoping that, you know, maybe there'd be a pause and maybe on this, during this election, they would just go ahead and uh, find a way to have the referendum on the election ballot on, you know, for uh, your mayor and 
uh, you would check yes or no if you want to cut the number of city councillors. That's not going to happen, I don't think. I know that this is uh, within the rights of the province to do this, within the Toronto City of Toronto Act, but the mayor still has some lawyers looking into it to see if it can be stopped. Uh, Andrea Horvath, yesterday, she's the official opposition leader. She issued a statement and said that um, it appears that Doug Ford cooked up a backroom plot to use his new power to meddle in municipal elections. He didn't campaign on it. He didn't consult the people on it. It's clear Mr. Ford wants a smaller number of councillors to have more power, fewer checks and balances, and less accountability. This obviously, it's a move to make it easier for the Premier to control City Hall. We're now joined by Peter Tabins, who is NDP, MPP, Toronto Danforth. Peter, you've been hearing the clips, and I know you've been listening into uh, how I've been setting up this topic. Your reaction to the news on the uh, Premier cutting the city councillors from 47 to 25? Well, this is completely anti-democratic. The people of Toronto are the people who should be asked if they want to change the number of councillors. We just went through a several-year process setting new boundaries, deciding how many councillors they would be. We've got a decision. Toronto has decided the number of councillors at once. To have the Premier stepping in, really, completely outside democratic norms, to say, you know what, I don't care what the people of Toronto think. I don't care that they have their consultation process. I don't care that they agreed on the number of councillors they have. I'm going to, on my own, set the, the new number. You know, there's... Uh, a requirement in democracies that you pay some attention to what people have said uh, and that you respect that. This premier never talked about this on the campaign trail. Not once did this come up as an issue. If he had been campaigning saying we're going to cut the council in half in Toronto, well, he might have some legitimacy because there would have been a debate during that election campaign. But he didn't. So to talk to his buddies in the back room, decide, yeah, you know, I think I can control the city much more easily if there are a fewer number of councillors, and I'm just going to bring this in and pound the city into submission, is outrageous. Peter, you talk, you talk about the fact that um, he, he didn't campaign on this, but people that are supporters, and just to play devil, devil's advocate of Doug Ford, have said, well, you know, he's been talking about this for years, so this isn't any surprise. What do you say to that? Well, people talk about all kinds of things for years, but there's a real difference between talking to your buddies and in an election campaign, putting something in your platform and saying, this is a change that I'm going to bring forward. You can vote for me or vote against me, depending on what you think. Do you, think it, was, do do you think it was purposely left out? I mean, when we, we go back to, um, who's the last person to run um, before Brown? Oh, uh, Tim Hudak. Hudak mentioned that he was going to cut some jobs. A lot of jobs. Um, yeah, I remember that. Private, yeah, public sector jobs. jobs That's right, and that is where everything turned around for him. Up until then, he was, you know, it was it was he a was done deal. Yeah. yeah, he was riding high. Do you think that this was a calculated move on the part of uh, Doug Ford? And and do you surmise that he always wanted to do this, but knew it might sink him? I wouldn't be surprised. I I don't have access to what's in the back recesses of his mind, um, but certainly I've been seeing. In the legislature, this is a guy who, well, for whom truth is not really a strong point. Uh, And when it comes to something like this, if he was serious about doing this, he could have raised this during the election. He didn't. Uh, If he was serious, didn't raise it, and has just gone forward today, then he was 
being dishonest with the people of Ontario when he ran in this last election, not telling them what his program actually was. Peter, there's speculation that this is about uh, some of the motivation here, maybe about political political grudges that he had, you know, from uh, city council. Um, yes, I the, think that's I think that's a reasonable guess as to what's going on. I mean, he he was part of an administration that in this city was chaotic, and the city council came together and essentially froze out him and his brother from running the city. And I'm sure he's never forgotten that and has always wanted to get back at people. And it's not just the city of Toronto. His changes uh, that are eliminating the race that Patrick Brown would have been in. And I'm no friend yeah, of where, Patrick Yeah, where Brown. would the grudge be with Patrick Brown? Because, you know, Patrick Brown did himself in, or at least the party did Patrick Brown in. You know, did Ford have anything to do with that? Not really. He kind of gifted him the opportunity to be the premier. I, I don't think that Patrick Brown is seen as a friend of Doug Ford. He brought forward a program for the progressive conservatives that had a very different ideological tilt. And so I would say that between in the, the conservative party that I see in this legislature, um, there's a, a social conservative wing, a very right wing, and that's Doug Ford. And there was a more centrist wing, that was Patrick Brown. And I imagine that Ford just continues on a grudge over the fact that he never liked his politics. Now, I didn't like Patrick Brown's politics either. They were still too right wing for me. Uh, but I don't. Well, you're with the NDP. I know. Ah! <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah, that, go, that goes without saying. That goes without saying. You know, uh, you, there's the, the other move of the uh, legislation is to get rid of elected regional chairs in Peel, York, Niagara, Muskoka. You just kind of hit on possible reason uh, for Peel. But it can you, you know, people are questioning why just those regions. Is there anything that you can maybe, um, is there any reason you can see for Muskoka? I, I have no deeper insight out there, okay. to be honest. All right. I'll, I'll uh, leave it at that. Other than that, uh, any parting words? Uh, yes. The people of Toronto were put through Mike Harris's amalgamation, and it damaged and ultimately destroyed the Conservatives in the city of Toronto. And if Doug Ford is successful with this, it will damage and destroy the Conservatives in the city of Toronto. Peter, I appreciate your time on the show today. Thanks very much. Thanks so much. That's Peter Tobbins, uh, NDP MPP Toronto Danforth, talking his reaction to the fact that our premier, Doug Ford, uh, dropped a bombshell today on city council and the mayor saying, look at what we're going to do is we're going to cut the uh, number of city councillors from 47 to 25. And why it's such a bombshell is, you know, Newsday and why this is such a big deal is today was the deadline about 15 minutes ago, two o'clock today, the deadline to actually um, nominate for nominees to, to get into the race. And so that's been extended now. Uh, we'll talk about that. I think actually let's touch on that if we could, Rob, with a clip before I get into the next um the next uh, segment. And I think I'm going to start with uh, Tory Five. When he asks, what happens to those people that have already started campaigning? This is what he mused today. Hundreds of people, for example, have put their names forward to run for council. They've raised money, they've been out campaigning, and all of a sudden they're being told, stop, we're not doing it that way anymore. What happens to them? Do they continue on or do they change where they're running? How does that work? And the answer is we don't know. Well, we do know because shortly after that, about an hour later, the Premier and Steve Clark held a press conference. And here's the details on that from Steve. First of all, our legislation, if passed, will extend the nomination period until September 14th. 
This new deadline will only apply to Toronto City Council and school board nominations, and it will only apply for the 2018 election. The municipal election date in Toronto will not be changing. It will remain October 22nd. And we will make it straightforward and simple for councillors to determine which, if any, of the new ward boundaries they want to run in. We'll also provide clear transition guidelines with regards to spending limits and reporting to ensure no candidate gets caught offside by those parts of the rules. All right, so that is uh, interesting. They're going to extend the deadline. So lots of time to get in. We hear uh, Patrick Brown's running for mayor of uh, City of Brampton now. Um, and Jennifer Keysmat has thrown her hat into the ring. She's the former chief planner uh, for the city of Toronto, uh, for running for mayor for the city of Toronto. Now, Tory has a little bit of competition. I don't know how much competition. I don't know if the name recognition is enough. Uh, but here's John Tory talking about how, uh, you know, he's pretty upset about the fact that Doug Ford has uh, decided to um, bring forth this legislation. This affects the way people are represented, the very structure of the government closest to the people, and the notion that we will make significant change to that structure without absolutely any public consultation, with no public consultation or discussion with the people, isn't right, and it isn't necessary. Change of this magnitude should always happen with a degree of consultation that allows the public to be heard.